Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. And welcome in to You Better You Bet. PJ Glasser, Kate Constable here with you, filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley with the day off. As always, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash BetQL. You can go to YouTube, search Odyssey Sports. You can also catch us on Sirius Channel 160 or Sirius XM 205. We're with you for the next four hours until 7 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. Going to be uh, running through all the NFL games, talk some NFL futures, talk some NBA futures as well. We're getting ready to discuss last night's uh, Monday night thriller between the Seahawks and Eagles. But, Kate, how are you on this Tuesday? Everything going good? I'm good. It's good to be back with you, PJ. I'm on all the time on Send It In, but a full four-hour show? We haven't done one of these together in a long time. So it'll be fun. No, you're right. You're right. We have not. So it's going to be fun uh, here over the next four hours. So let's start with that Seahawks and Eagles game because that really was a huge win for Seattle. They're trying to keep pace in that NFC wild card race. That was a must win for them yesterday. What did you think, first of all, Kate, of like the whole Geno Smith, Drew Locke thing at the start of the game and not knowing who was going to start? Because I've really never seen anything like the beginning of that game just from an odds perspective. It was going from like three and a half up to five and a half. It went back down to four. Like it looked for a while there like people really were going to get a good number with the Eagles up 17-13. And depending on where you got Philly and where you got Seattle, maybe you could have middled that. But your just whole thoughts on that Seahawks quarterback decision that we didn't know who was going to play until like 30 minutes before. Yeah, I mean, that was odd, to say the least. Um, I feel like the NFL needs a better system in place for letting people know who's going to be starting. And I know the NFL is not concerned about our bets um, and what we are putting our money on, so to say. But it, it still just was weird. I mean, Geno Smith warming up a little bit, too. You saw him out there. Then last minute, things switched. And, I mean, Drew Locke even said after the game, like, it was kind of crazy 
Um, he made it sound like there was a longer story than obviously he had time to tell Lisa Salters in that post-game interview, but that he almost didn't even know he was going to play until a couple hours leading up to the game. So it was just very odd and, and kind of threw the number off. I did not bet a side yesterday. I was on the under, which hit. But, uh, I mean, I was a little nervous about that one early on um, with the Eagles scoring so quickly. Uh, but even, like, Jalen Hurts, like, we didn't know if he was going to be starting for yeah. Philadelphia until day of or a couple hours before. And I know that's a little different when he actually has an illness that he's trying to figure out if his body can handle it versus the Seahawks knowing whether or not Geno was probably able to go at least a day in advance, don't you think? I, I would agree with you. I, I mean, it's just... It was weird, like you said. You know, I was talking about the Seahawks quarterbacks and who was going to play, but you're so right about Jalen, too. But the Eagles game plan yesterday as well with him did a lot more running than I thought they would with Jalen, right? Like, clearly he's dealing with the sickness. He flew mm -hmm. privately by himself over to Seattle with the team. Now, they did try and use Swift and Gamewell a lot, but I just felt like they used Jalen running the ball a lot more than I thought they would. Are you worried about Philadelphia because – we knew this stretch of their schedule, you know, playing the Chiefs and the Bills and Dallas and San Francisco, we knew it was going to be tough. And this is kind of, this was the last leg of that of that schedule. Their final three weeks, they play the Giants twice, they play Arizona. So they're going to be big favorites in the final three games of the regular season. But, you know, that Eagles defense, there are some concerns. The offense, Jalen's not healthy. Like, how how concerned are you about Philly? Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm a Philadelphia fan, I'm very concerned because you're starting to see the effects of the two coordinators being gone this year. I mean, up to this point, it wasn't as concerning, especially on the offensive end. But I mean, they're they're definitely missing both Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, and and for. Um, I'm blanking on his name, Matt Patricia, to be switched over to be the play caller for this game and then have the defense kind of go sideways in this game too. Like it seems like they're reeling for answers and they they don't quite have those and they don't know where to get them from or that there's something there that seems very off. So yes, I am concerned um, about especially the defense. Eagles were number one in pass defense last year, 29th this year. I mean, that's a massive jump. And um only scored 20 points or under 20 points that they were held in all of these losses this year. So when things go bad for the Eagles, it goes kind of like really bad where it's not just, um, you know, a couple things that, that they need to tweak or fix. It, it kind of feels like it's a larger issue at this point. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles look over these next three weeks. I mean, that schedule that they've played, they've just been playing good team after good team and, you know, Kate, it's like the Steelers and the Eagles were two teams that I think were fortunate to have the records that they did like the first 10, 11 weeks of the season. And all that stuff is starting to catch up with them for a little bit. You know, the Steelers were getting outgained in all those games. Now the losses are catching up with them. Philly was certainly fortunate to win some of the games that they did. And, you know, over a long season, over, over a course of 16, 17 games, like those kind of things are going to catch up with you. I will say, though, in the NFC, like San Francisco is so clearly the best team in the NFC. And right now they're the best team in the NFL. But like, I, I still think you can make an argument that Philly is the second best team, right? Like, I know Detroit just looked really good against Denver, but I don't yeah. trust Detroit going on the road. And, you know, they're not a franchise 
that's had a lot of success in the playoffs. And then Dallas, I know they just beat them, but we got to see Dallas beat a good team on the road. Like, I can't wait for that Cowboys-Dolphins game, which we'll get into later on in the show. That's like a big game for Dallas. You know, obviously Buffalo beating them the way that they did. The Cowboys need to show that they can win a game on the road because we don't know who's going to win that NFC East division. If both teams win out, I think it's going to come down to strength of victory, and you have to wait to see how the rest of your opponents play the season out. So this could be one of those like waiting games where, you know, if both teams win out, you kind of wait to see who finishes with the better record of the opponents and everything. But I still would say Philly's the second best team just because they made it to the Super Bowl last year. I think this was a brutal stretch for them. They, they beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs, they beat a couple good teams, then they lost three straight. But they get the Giants the next couple weeks, they get Arizona, maybe a chance for them to get healthy, and they're in the playoffs, right? So, like, at the end of the day, you have that to lean back on that you are in the playoffs. But uh, I just think what last night showed me more than anything just is how much of a gap there is between San Francisco and every other team in the NFC. Yeah, that's a great point. Yes, they are – not at the level of San Francisco. And I mean, you got to take into account a little bit Jalen Hurts being under the weather. I mean, everyone was kind of giving Patrick Mahomes a pass in that Buffalo or uh, in that uh, Broncos game earlier this season where the Chiefs went to Denver and lost that game. And everyone said, oh, well, Mahomes was sick. He had the flu. He wasn't feeling well. Um, and I mean, going back. Yeah, you're right. Looking at their schedule. I mean, I didn't realize this goes all the way back to week nine is when they first faced Dallas. And then it's just been good team after good team after good team. Now, I think there are still some issues within the Eagles, and Jalen Hurts has been turning the ball over a ton this season, tied for first with 17 turnovers on the year. Those are, you know, those small little things that we didn't see from him last season. But talking about them being already in the playoffs, playoff football, that's when a lot of experience is going to come in. And they have that experience going deep into the postseason last year. And that's why, again, going back to the Chiefs, like people aren't exactly hitting the true panic button on Kansas City quite yet because if if Patrick Mahomes is in the postseason and, and you know, he's playing in the AFC title game, you're probably going to bet on Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, because he's been there before. So that's something that the Eagles do have going for them um, as they close out this season. I'm looking forward to betting on the Eagles these next couple of games because you're probably going to get them at a, a buy low spot. And you've got to imagine they're going to want to take full advantage over these bad teams going into the postseason and just kind of put the beat down on the Giants. And what else is it? The Cardinals? Like, those are going to be some gross, gross games for at least those two opponents. Yeah, they're 11 and a half point favorites right now at home against the Giants on uh, on Christmas Day. That's the middle game. You have the Chiefs Raiders earlier in the day and then Ravens 49ers, the nightcap. And then uh, Seattle, okay, back to them real quick. Pete Carroll said Geno Smith is still their starting quarterback. It looks like he's going to play against the Titans. They're only two and a half point favorites at Tennessee this upcoming week. So they have the Titans, then they get the Steelers at home next week, and then they finish on the road at Arizona. If the playoffs started today, Seattle would be the current eight seed. Rams, who are the seven right now, and Minnesota, who is the six. Both of those teams have the same record as them at seven and seven. The Rams beat them twice, so they have the tiebreaker over Seattle. But Minnesota still has to play Detroit twice, so there's a good chance that Minnesota does drop another game. As of right now, if you had to make a, a bet, do you think Seattle gets into the playoffs? 
I, I kind of do. I think this game against the Titans, that's going to be the, obviously the toughest one for them going forward, just because Tennessee is kind of a tough place to play. And and, and Mike Brabel really gets his guys up and ready for um, games like this, where it, it matters for the opponent. It may, might not matter as much for the Titans, who are already eliminated, um, but they're still you know playing for something in terms of not allowing their opponent to potentially get into the postseason. And then you mentioned those two games for the Vikings against the, uh, the Lions. The Lions have been good this year. Yeah, they haven't been great as of late, and their defense has been struggling. But to beat a divisional opponent twice in three weeks, that's extremely tough, especially when you're on your backup backup quarterback, right? Like, we're all our, we're on our third stringer in Minnesota with um, uh, Mullins. So I, I would kind of have to say maybe this win over Philly gives Seattle a little momentum going forward, and they're able to close out the season. Uh, they just need consistency. That's kind of been the issue for them. Yeah, so that's what we had in the NFL. That was a uh, crazy game yesterday. We, we were talking, Kate, before we came on air, too, about the college football game that happened yesterday. I know Tyler Morales <laughs> yeah. and I were both on uh, Old Dominion, minus two and a half. That was that was a bad beat, Kate. I'm hoping that I don't have any worse than that the rest of bowl season, but uh, you did not bet anything in that game, right? Have you bet anything yet in bowl season thus far? I really have not. I, I was on... I didn't put any money on Old Dominion, but they were my pick that I was talking about yesterday. So I was on the side. I lost that one too with you guys. That was just a, I mean, good for Western Kentucky to come back from what, down 28, especially in bowl season when these games, like, do they really matter? What was it? The taco bowl yesterday? I don't even know what it was, but these random bowls <laughs> early in the season, right? Like, does that really matter that much? But to stay motivated within that game for Western Kentucky. Like that's a great sign for that, that team uh, going into next season with uh, how many players they have returning. Uh, but no, I have not bet anything in bowl season yet. And I likely will not until we get to those new year six bowls and, and the playoffs. I just can't keep track of all these uh, players that are in that are opting out that are in the transfer portal. You know, there's so many variables that I don't feel like I have a good enough edge on any of these games to actually uh, put forth a, a, intelligent handicap yeah honestly the bowl season nowadays it's all about just getting the right number as soon as they post the lines right like tyler got old dominion at plus one yesterday they closed as six and a half point favorites some of these games you could have gotten missouri at plus six and a half against ohio state they're now minus two and a half so like you said it's really hard mm -hmm. to keep an eye and keep track of like who's opting in who's opting out who's going to be motivated I think nowadays, moving forward with the era that we're in, and it's going to help now that we're going to the 12-team playoffs, so certainly there are going to be a lot more teams who aren't going to have players opt out. But for those other bowl games, like, if if you have some, if you have kind of a read or a feel on a team that maybe is going to have some key players miss out, that's that's the way to bet bowl season. Um, I do want to ask you about the NBA quick, uh, real quick, Kays. we got two minutes left mm -hmm. here before we head to break. On my show, we were talking about the uh, the Clippers. I was talking about the Clippers with you. 151-127 over Indiana last night. They continue to roll. Eight straight wins. James Harden with 35 points. You know, the Clippers, wow. I feel like, have been the wild card for the last, like, four or five years. And it's like, can Paul George, Kawhi, can they stay healthy? Can they go through a playoff run? James Harden's in the mix now. It seems like they kind of figured it out. Um, I mean, do you think they're a serious threat? Like, if you're looking for futures, do you think they're a team that maybe could challenge Denver, could challenge Phoenix or somebody like that? 
Yeah, I really do. The the way that they're playing right now, the big one of the big error things is, I mean, they've been healthy, which is great. That's been the issue for uh, the Clippers these past couple of years, but they're also playing very unselfishly. And I would never say like, Kawhi or Paul George necessarily were selfish with the ball, but you didn't know how James Harden was going to fit into the mix, especially with all the ups and downs that he's had on these past couple of teams and kind of demanding a certain play style. I think that they look really good together. The three Three of them, Russell uh, Westbrook, and then you have Ty Lue's a great coach, and he can take a team deep in the postseason. He's won a championship before. He knows what he's doing, so I would definitely look at some futures on the Clippers right now. Yeah, eight straight. They've won nine of their last 10 and uh, scored 151 last night on the Indiana Pacers. We're going to talk some more NBA futures later on in the show. We're going to talk plenty of NFL as well, including next segment. We're going to break down the Thursday night game between the Saints and the Rams and look at the Saturday games between the Bengals Steelers and the Bills and the Chargers. She is Kate Constable. I'm PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken here on You Better You Bet on a Tuesday. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 